0: And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second after all we promised we
1: hey, everyone, Kristen Walker. here we're doing a round table with Dr. Paul Meyer. Hello, Paul.
2: Hello, Kristen. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good <laughs>
2: yeah, me too. I've been seeing uh patience all day, and I'm a little bit tired, but, you know, when we get on uh, our podcast and we know there's thousands of people that we're helping from around the world, many different countries, it gets me all juiced up again. So
1: me too. Me too. Like,
2: I like a second wind, yeah.
1: So We talk, We started a conversation on our last show about dreams, so this is kind of a, a well, isn't kind of, it's a follow-up to that show, and it's about... Yeah. So the value and necessity of dreams, the health benefits of dreams. So you're the doc, Paul. What are and, and interpreting you <laughs> yeah. know, I'm
2: interpreting them too. Yeah, I'm interpreting them too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Last week, uh, the last program, uh, the last podcast that we did, Kristen was about the value of sleep, and so uh, we thought it'd be good to have one on the value of dreams. So, um, and I looked up. Uh, a place that doctors like to go is WebMD.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So anybody that wants to can go to WebMD. And um, and uh, the articles in there are not, uh, you know, when you look up medical topics or dreams or things like that online, you're going to get a whole bunch of baloney. And, uh, and and no matter what you look up online, you get articles written by people that are paid by different producers, you know, advertisers to say right. what they and things like that. But on WebMD, they really have objective articles, you know, that are double-blind studies. Often, you know, where the doctors don't know who's getting what, and the patients don't know who's getting what, and they're and, and they're not being paid for by any uh, uh, drug company or anything. So, uh, so I, I looked up uh, information from there. I mean, I, I knew a lot about this anyway because I wrote a book on dreams called Windows of the Soul. Mm. And I, but anyway. Uh, Here's here's some of the health benefits of dreams. For one thing, you build up your brain chemicals while you're sleeping, and especially while you're dreaming. So, like for example, you build up serotonin at night while you're uh, uh, dreaming, uh, especially during rapid eye movement uh, dreams. And serotonin is what gives you love, joy, peace, patience, good sleep, and uh, and you know happiness. And uh, so if you if you even if you slept eight hours a night but weren't allowed to dream in fact there was a study that was done at columbia university where they did that they allowed they paid students to do this and and for a week or so they were allowed to to sleep but whenever you're dreaming you have what we call rapid eye movement REM sleep Mm -hmm. what happens uh whenever we have a dream uh kristen you're, you're you're the one that wrote the dream you're unconscious anyway wrote the dream uh, directed the dream and acted in it often more than one person created the other actors and created the action and and uh, so uh, While the movie is going on that you create that you create several times a night your eyes are watching the activity So your eyes Wiggle a lot, you know because they're following the action and so it's called rapid eye movement sleep so we can tell when people are dreaming because they're watching the dream and um, so anyway uh, these college students were allowed to sleep, but whenever they dreamt, um, they were um, awakened or sh- you know, shook enough so they didn't dream. And within a week, several became uh, depressed and, and uh, one or two even became psychotic. So mm. dreams are real important. And we dream about 20 minutes out of every 90 that we're asleep. So you dream about six times a night on the average. And most people, you know, a lot of people listening to us right now are saying, well, I don't ever dream. I haven't had a dream in months. Well, <laughs> if you're a good if you're a good sleeper and sleep through the night, then you don't remember the dreams because you only remember them if you wake up uh, during the dreams. And uh, and then um, I encourage people to keep a dream journal. Like uh, I had, you know, five
3: different dreams
2: that I wrote down just in the past week. And I, I'm not going to share them. You know, we don't have time to go into all that. Uh,
3: Except I'm going to share one. Dreams. You, share one very short version of one. I hope you share
2: uh, several. Um, and I and I tell my my patients I say, you know, sometimes they'll tell me I had a bad dream, Doctor Meyer, and I'll say, no, there's no such thing as a bad dream. Every dream is a good dream. Even nightmares are good dreams because uh, we can learn from them. They may not feel good, but we can uh, learn from them.
0: Absolutely.
2: So, um, well, tell, why don't you tell us your dream, and then we'll come back to this
0: too much of the scientific
2: stuff might bore people so let's take a break and talk about your dream
1: sure and i will say this i've i sometimes the dream is so fleeting what that that i wake up and i want to remember it and just the action of reaching over to grab the pen and to write it in the journal is enough to make me forget it so now what i do Mm -hmm. is i lay there and i start saying immediately some key things that happened in the dream and then i remember it every time
2: and, doesn't and mean i remember uh, why, every dream
3: i've had
2: but yeah and why do you think that is there's a reason for that why, why do you think that is Kristen, that uh when we wake up with a dream you know, like you said you reach over to get a pencil to write it down and, and sometimes within a minute or less you forget the dream Why do you think that is?
0: Well,
1: you had written and I've heard you on other shows say that that's because we're not ready to get into our subconscious.
2: (laughs) Yeah. 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 We're all afraid to look inside ourselves, even though it does so much good. But we are scared to death to go inside ourselves. And that's why a lot of people become alcoholics to numb themselves up so they never look inside themselves. And and, uh, your dream is a window. That's why I call it windows of the soul. Your dreams are a window into your unconscious your unconscious are the thoughts feelings and motives that you are not aware of um you know we every choice you make has maybe 20 or 30 percent conscious reasons and 70 or 80 percent unconscious reasons you know why did you marry who you married or uh, why do you have the picture hanging on the wall that you see in front of you why, why did you wear the clothes that you're wearing today you can tell me conscious reasons but there's more unconscious reasons than there are conscious reasons but the mm-hmm. unconscious the dreams and so when you have a dream you're having a a, a window into what's going on inside your deepest gut emotions you know your, your soul and so if you write it down real quick then you can get glimpses of what's going on inside of you but right. but your brain your your unconscious uh says race 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 you know, uh, at least I don't know if it's conscious that says that. But part of our brain says, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. You know, it might hurt. Right.
1: right exactly.
2: So that's why exactly. we forget it so quick.
1: I think, too, that sometimes, you know, you, you, they're prophetic. So my dream and, you know, this can be interpreted different ways, of course, but this is how I took it. Um, I had a dream. Yeah. What
2: was your dream? Yeah.
1: I, I had this dream that I was at an event uh, like it was a Super Bowl event or why well, I wouldn't be at a Super Bowl event but it was some kind of event where a lot of people were at it and this mm-hmm. guy uh, was in my dream and he was this man that I had worked with and he was um, he sexually harassed me this happened as an adult I've talked about him on shows before and It was a horrible experience and I haven't dreamed about him and I haven't dreamt dreamt about him in a very, very long time. And Mm -hmm. he was there clear clear as day in my dream and he was sort of cornering me in the dream and Mm -hmm. uh, behaving the way that he did back then. And I didn't quite know what to do. And in my dream, I told him, you will knock this off right now. You will stop this right now. I confronted him. In the dream Mm -hmm. and then he just got in the dream he got really wobbly and like he he was panicked and he was like I don't know what to do It, it it was like all the uncomfort that I was feeling from you know being near him then I felt empowered as soon as I said no and he walked around carrying the discomfort and the I don't know what to do stuff and I immediately woke up and I was feeling fantastic And like, wow, that maybe that's a healing for me that in some way I've let that issue go with that person. Um, And I've had quite a number of those situations, not as bad as him, but with specific people in my life recently where I have, instead of just walking away and not saying anything or being upset and talking about it with my friends, I've said to the person, this is not okay. It is not okay for you to behave this way, it is not okay. And that day, someone that I've had a little bit of trouble with, not not much, more other people had a problem with them. Um, yeah. That day, that person in real life started acting up and being inappropriate. And I immediately yeah. went, no, this is not okay. Stop this behavior. So yeah. I thought that was i yeah. thought that was a little prophetic, but it was also yeah, about I th- letting I, do too.
2: I think that happens. I, I think that happens. Uh, I really do. In fact, uh, since we're since we're on that topic, uh, let's let's skip down to that. We'll just skip around and, and come back. That's right. We, we can do
3: this however we want.
2: <laughs> I, wrote down, uh, I wrote down a few prophetic dreams uh, that I had. Let's see. Um, one, um, I had a dream one time when my daughter was in graduate school uh, in California. And, you know, I live in Texas. And I had a real intense dream that she was driving down a California highway at 70 miles an hour. And for some reason, her car came to a complete halt, and somebody ran into the rear end of her car. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. in the dream, a cartoon um, uh, fire engine came to rescue, you know, to to make sure they were okay. And uh, and they were okay, so the cartoon <laughs> cartoon uh, truck just went on by. And uh, and and so it was so intense that. I asked my wife. I, I said, I think I ought to call my daughter up and our daughter up and warn her to drive careful today. And and my wife said, Nah, she just, you know, she's a, you know, psychology graduate student. She's going to think you're nuts. And I said, Well, I don't care if she does, you know. I, but but I I gave in and I didn't. But we did pray for her. And uh, and that was about eight in the morning. And then at, at about four in the afternoon, uh, we got a phone call from her, and she said, uh, Guess what? I I was driving down a, a highway and we didn't, you know, she didn't know about our dream. So, uh, my dream, and she was driving down a California highway at 70 miles an hour and her brakes locked. I mean, what are the odds that that would happen? Right. Uh, her brakes locked, she came to a complete halt, and somebody ran into the rear of her car, um, but uh, nobody was hurt. Nobody got hurt. Mm. And so, you know, that the odds of that happening are you know one in a trillion and and so the the odds are 999 million, you know, whatever it is, out of a billion <laughs> that, that, that it was a God dream. Um, uh, the, another one was uh, before a Super Bowl, um, I, I woke up, uh, you know, I was going to go to a Super Bowl party on, 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 the night, on Super Bowl Sunday. And on Saturday night, I had a uh, intense dream where um, Jesus was in the dream. And uh, in the dream, he said, uh, wake up. You get a concordance and look up uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 and uh, and look up the word acknowledge. And so that's what I did. I got up and I had memorized Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 uh, as a teenager. And I loved that passage. You know, it's trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. And so I got up and, uh, and I got a concordance out and I looked up the word acknowledge. And I was surprised that, it didn't just mean, I, I always thought it just meant do what you're supposed to do. But it meant <laughs> to, w- to look around you and see all the things that God's secretly doing and the events around you that you don't even know he's doing. And I thought, well, that's cool. And so I went back to sleep and uh, and forgot about it. And the next day uh, we had that, blue, that uh, uh, Super Bowl party, and I never wear blue jeans. I mean, I, I you know, people make fun of me, but I'm always wearing blacks like I wear to work. And uh, and I had a pair hanging up in my closet that probably had been hanging there for three years. And uh, and so I put on my only pair of blue jeans and, and went to the Super Bowl. And when I got home uh, after the game and took off my blue jeans, a little piece of metal fell out of the pocket of the blue jeans. And it, it had been apparently, you know, I apparently had picked it up on the sidewalk or something because I had no memory of that little piece of metal. But uh, it was in my pocket and fell out and I picked it up. And it's said on the metal in all your ways, acknowledge him. Mm. And how's that for coincidence?
1: I mean, there are things that happen in our lives that are always yeah. messages for us to hear. Yeah. I mean, they
2: just, and I got a yeah. bunch of those. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I talked about I,
2: my mom. My mom was in, in really good health and, uh, she was 97, but she was in good health. out of some <laughs> arthritis and, uh, and I had a dream that she was that she died and went up to heaven. And I looked up uh, and I saw her and my dad dancing, which is a surprise because they were Baptists, you know, and they didn't believe in dancing, you know. But <laughs> in heaven we dance, you know. <laughs> but they were dancing, and uh, and I and I said, uh, Mom, Dad, can I come up there and join you? And uh, she said, No, you'll be here soon enough, which you know <laughs> it makes me wonder what that meant, you know. Uh, but no, no, you can't come up and join us uh, yet. But you'll be here, you know, soon. And uh, and in in that dream, a complete four-minute-long song was in my head uh, called "Dancing with Mother." And I, as soon as I woke up, I jotted down the words and the notes because I've got a lot of music background. And I sent it to uh, uh, an African-American friend of mine who's a professional singer, and he uh, produced it, and, uh, and and it was uh, a published uh, dream on uh, "Dancing with with Mom." And a, a few weeks later, she suddenly got um, ill, and uh, and then uh, we knew she had a few days to to live. And and I told her that, and she said, well, I, I sure hope the doctor's right. You know, she said, I'm ready to go, and, uh, and you know, dad and all that. And and uh, and I was with her the moment she died, and and uh, she looked up at me and whispered, you know, I love you, Aww. Paul. And with her last breath, and her head fell in my hands. But uh, I had that dream to prepare me for her death. Right. And then I've used that, that song lots of times, even in talks, I've played it um, to help uh, comfort people that are, that are grieving losses. So I could tell you about a whole bunch more prophetic dreams.
1: I believe they happen. I absolutely believe they do. And, you know, whatever's, what I like is that when I do remember them now, and I do that trick of, okay, say something out loud about that dream so that you'll remember it. Um, it's the one dream of many that I've remembered for the night. Uh, I like that now they're so much closer to how quickly things happen. So I feel like I'm living more conscious that I can have a dream It's about something that's bothering me today and has bothered me maybe, still bothering me today. It's an issue I'm still working on. And that the next day or the day that I wake up, something will happen that's related to what I just dreamt about. And to me, what that says is, okay, you're actively working on your stuff.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Maybe not being all a of it, but some of it.
2: Being, being a psychiatrist, being a psychiatrist, if I have a dream that I think might be prophetic, I assume it's not unless there's verification, like the next day. Right. You know, um, uh, like like I, I went to uh, to uh, Russia, and uh, and uh, wonderful things happened, and and uh, the last night I was there, I I was laying in bed thinking about how great I was. <laughs> 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 How lucky God was to have me, you know, because I did, I helped so many people. Said, God, you're really lucky to have a Christian psychiatrist here. And, uh, and I had a dream where, where, uh, my major sins throughout my life were flashing before me in the dream one at a time. <laughs> Humility. <in frequent>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I woke up crying. You know, I said, I'm sorry, God, for getting so, you know, proud, prideful. And, uh, and, uh, and I really felt, uh, God's presence. Um, saying my my uh, strength is made perfect in weakness and so he likes to use weak people like me to do strong things and yeah. so I went back to sleep forgot about it. the next morning uh, we had our final devotions uh, the team that went with me and there was a doctor there uh, and, and and so we had breakfast and he shared he he wanted to, he was going to have a devotional and he said that uh, he changed his mind about what verse to to share on. He says, I was going to share about a different verse, but I had a dream last night. And so I'm going to share about how God's strength is made perfect in weakness. Hmm. And uh, so I thought, do, 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 you know, <laughs> And the same, the same thing happened a couple of years later when I was in Cuba and teaching uh, um, um, doctors and a whole bunch of people, believe it or not about Christian psychiatry, which, you know, is amazing that they let me. And uh, and the same thing happened where I got prideful the last night and 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 uh, God woke me up with new dreams and, <laughs> that I had the previous two years. And, I mean mm-hmm. new sins. I mean and uh, and uh, this time it was a different verse. Um, and uh, and then the next morning the person that led devotions the same thing happened. He he shared uh, the very same verse that that I that God showed me uh, the night before. So those are more examples of prophetic dreams.
1: Yeah. And they're amazing. They're amazing when you when you see, um, okay, that's going on right now, or that applies to this. It's almost, I feel like in some ways, it's sort of a handshake between your conscious self and your subconscious self of,
2: yeah.
1: yes, I'm actively working on this particular issue. It's playing out in my dreams and it's also playing out in my life. And I am yeah, going to you. take this on.
2: Yeah, God's walking around. I visualize God, uh, uh, Jesus walking around inside my soul, uh, looking at all the conflicts and unresolved issues and varied emotions and stuff that's in there and saying, let's see, what will we work on today? <laughs> and then pushing something up to our conscious awareness. When we have anxiety, anxiety is a fear of finding out the truth about our own thoughts, feelings, and motives. So right. Most anxiety, unless you're worried about a specific thing, but most anxiety is a fear of, Seeing what's in our unconscious, but dreams are like having an internal therapist, right? Uh, helping us cope with stress or unconscious conflicts. Um, for example, they did a research study where um, they got uh, uh, college kids again, and and um, they woke them up during the first dream, and because uh, if you wake up during a dream, you remember it. And and they told them the first dream, then they wo- then they let them go back to sleep, and they woke them up. During the second dream, and in a lot of cases, the second dream was related to the first dream, but it was reshaped in a way that uh, it came to a better solution. Yeah. Like, like in your dream, you became assertive and could stand up to that guy and, and say, "No, you will not." And, and uh, to his uh, face, yeah, that was yeah, the,
1: that yeah. was the key. It was like doing it to that person's
2: uh, face. Yeah. And lots of times, I tell my patients, uh, you know, if you have a bad dream then uh, then go back and try to have that dream again on purpose, but pray ahead of time that God will be with you in the dream and that you'll do the right thing in the dream. And they're scared to do that, but when they do that, lots of times they will have the dream again and uh, and they will do things like what you did in your dream and uh, get more confidence that they can resolve and stand up for themselves, Yeah. things like that.
1: And it's nice too when you... Uh, Like I will be having a dream and something wakes me up. Maybe it's a noise or, you know, not me waking up naturally. It's legitimately like the lights flickered or the alarm, you know, fire alarm went off by accident or whatever. And then I will tell myself, oh, that was such a good dream. And and there are times when I can make myself go back into the dream. Or if I wake up and I really don't like, I'm feeling disturbed by what's going on in the Mm -hmm. dream. I will say, okay, you're going to go back to sleep right now, and you're going to, and you're going to work on that in your dream. And most of the time, I can go right back into the dream and then have a better
2: result. And I just yeah,
1: feel yeah, better. That's good. The next
2: day. That's courageous. That's courageous. Most people are afraid to do that, but it really works. It, it really,
1: worked. it really does. And you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who I call about um, spiritual things, and I was telling her about these dreams and some people I've been having some problems with recently and uh, you know I call her with this is what's going on and I got to give her all the details and I know how she works she'll say okay so you've given me the story and we know that this is a pattern with you with this kind of person and it's great that these people that come in your life you figure it out sooner so before it took you two years this other one took you six weeks this new one took you four days like we see that you're evolving <laughs> but she'll yeah. say she, based on that dream I gave her she said okay so let's get out of the story now because that's just a bunch of details this re, this person yeah. is just showing up as this is stuff with your mom this is stuff with whatever you know whatever the issue was and um look at this from that higher perspective or do you feel like this will be resolved uh, because you do not allow this kind of stuff you confront it now you don't just walk away and say nothing you confront it and you even are confronting it in your dreams and it took the anxiety i guess i'm telling you listeners that if you'll do that it's hard to do that but if you mm-hmm. if you get out of the details of the story and about that person like it's about a specific person because it's really not it's really about you and repeating patterns in your life that are waiting to be healed and if you look at it you get out of the anger at that person and you go oh yeah i'm i'm really ready for healing on this i really am and then you can look at it much differently with much more forgiveness of yourself and that other person and and able to you know let it go and our dreams can be such a tool as you've said paul on many shows there's such a tool to help us do those things that maybe we're afraid to confront in our awake life
2: they're really valuable in a current crisis if you have a if you're working through a crisis right now in your life or even if you have an unconscious conflict then that crisis or unconscious uh, buried emotions or whatever it is uh your, your brain will will remember a whole bunch of Times in your life when you had similar emotions, other situations where you felt out of control, maybe not necessarily by somebody sexually uh, harassing you, but it could have been other times that you felt right. harassed, controlled, and in uh, and, and your brain puts these together in the dream form uh, to be your uh, therapist because when you put yeah. these together and see how you've resolved them in the past and things like that, you come up with conclusions about how to resolve them uh, in the present. So it's really it's really cool how you're. Your unconscious can be. I like it. Perfect. <laughs> I
3: used to be afraid and, and of your,
2: those they, things. They did, really on, like they did a study on uh, rats, um, uh, that, and they deprived the rats of REM sleep um, while they were growing up. And, and uh, they produced a lot fewer nerve cells in the hippocampus area of the brain, the memory center. And so th- they weren't able to remember things nearly as well as uh, rats that were allowed to dream.
1: And, and think about this too. We, we talk so much about psychological abuse on, on my shows yeah. and on some of the other shows on the network. And a tactic of psychological abusers is to keep you from being able to get a good night's sleep.
2: Yep, that's how they control. Yeah, uh, cults do that. Yep, they only allow you to sleep like three hours a night, and, and after a while, they can control anybody.
1: Yep, pretty powerful.
2: <laughs> people who uh, when they did research on humans that uh, weren't allowed to have enough REM sleep um, then uh, they, the humans had increased tension uh, more anxiety more depression difficulty concentrating lack of coordination even weight gain uh, which is interesting we found that out last week that if you don't get enough sleep you actually gain weight I, I didn't know that until we, uh, you and I did a little research on that last week. Yeah.
0: The tendency yeah. to
2: hallucinate, you can even hallucinate if you don't get enough uh, dream dream time. Um, uh, dreams exist to help us solve problems, to incorporate memories, like we said, to process emotions. Um, and if you go to bed with a troubling thought, you may wake up with a solution. There have been right. a lot of times when I was working on books, and I'd have writer's block, and i just couldn't think of what to say next and I'd wake up uh, like at four in the morning and just have a great idea and sit down and type for 12 straight hours and so fast that I'm almost looking at the, uh, uh, the well the typewriter back then we don't have typewriters now but computer now to see what I wrote you know it's going so fast I'm almost looking to see what I wrote after a good dream like that
3: absolutely absolutely it's fun to go
1: back and you know look at those too but it's I don't know, I I definitely feel better the next day. And even when there's something that I know I need to do that's going to possibly, hmm, what's a good way to put this? Sometimes saying no for you, you know, you're putting up a healthy boundary for you, but with someone who's crossed a boundary or you've allowed them to cross a boundary, whatever the issue is, and you know that you're saying no, they're going to take it as their feelings being hurt, but you're not responsible for that, um, for how they're going to take your putting up a healthy boundary. And so there have been times where I have said, Oh, I don't want to say no to this person because they're going to feel so bad. Yeah. All this stuff. And now I'm like, forget that. And I, and what's great is when I have a dream that backs me up in it, like the one that I had the other night, I'm like, just say, no, state your case, yeah. be done with it. They can deal with whatever they got to deal with. You're not responsible for with how they yeah. take
2: your no. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, I know God wants us to protect ourselves from mm-hmm. being abused. Absolutely. Well, you want to talk about some, some of the symbols?
1: Yeah. Let's talk about some of the symbols because these are fun. So
2: that, All, that's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. So water unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. So what tell us a little bit more about that one?
2: Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, in, in my book, windows of the soul, we, we explain that uh, Dr. Robert Wise and I wrote it together and, and he studied at the Jungian Institute in Switzerland. And, and he's also a, uh, a pastor, but, um, uh, but, but in, in the dreams that, uh, uh, and, and we say in there that you can't, you know, like water isn't always this, and the ink pen isn't always that, and the coin isn't always this. And uh, so people that have dream books that tell you what each specific thing means, that's just baloney, you know. Uh, but but after asking people their dreams for 42 years, I see real common patterns. And so when my when my clients tell me their their dreams, when they dream about water almost always it ends up being their unconscious. And uh, like uh, I've mentioned before many times that we've got a day program. uh, It's called the Catalyst program where people come uh, seven hours a day, five days a week for three weeks uh, because they're going through a crisis and they're they're too depressed to go to work or go to college and they're having panic attacks and things. And uh, uh, when they first come, lots of times they'll have a, and and they're in group therapy and they're digging and probing and it's scary to them. And uh, they they will often have a dream where they're on the side of the pool of a pool uh, with the other group members and they're Mm -hmm. just sticking their toes into the water. (laughs) And then the same person will have a dream by the time they go home where they're at the pool and they dive into the water.
1: Mm -hmm. So they're,
2: they're just dipping their toes into the unconscious by time they're there a while and really digging stuff out and, and resolving things, they can dive right into that unconscious water and, uh, and handle it. So dreams, uh, when you dream about water, um, uh, then, uh, uh I, I believe it has to do with uh, the unconscious. I had a water mm-hmm. dream this week where, uh, I was with, uh, some, some new friends that I didn't know the friends, but I was with some new friends in a dream and, uh, we went out for a walk. It was just raining lightly, but we went out for a walk in the rain. And uh, we put, uh, like, newspapers or cardboard, piece of cardboard. We didn't have umbrellas. So we put a piece of cardboard over our heads yeah, while we were walking and talking in the rain. And then we decided just to ditch them. And we threw them in a trash can and just went ahead and got and got wet. We weren't afraid to get wet. But see, after we got to know each other a little better, we weren't so afraid to open up. Mm. Oh, that, that's a water dream.
1: That makes um,
2: sense. Lo- a lot of people have flying dreams. I used
1: to and, have those uh, all the time as a kid, and I oh, literally would, I would flap my arms. I mean, I'm not kidding, all yeah. the time. I would, or I would be running, 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 and all I had to do was, like, sort of flap or pump my arms, and I would go up and up and up and up and up into the air.
2: Yeah, or, or I dreamt I could uh, lift myself up <laughs> well, Right. I was <laughs> You know, right. I put my hands yeah. under my rear end and lifted myself up off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, when, when you have, uh, yeah, yeah. When you have uh, flying dreams, those are great. Uh, and almost always, when when uh, my clients have flying dreams, it's at a time in their life when they're making big breakthroughs, either yeah. in their business or in their lives. Usually in their lives. But when, when you have a, a, a something really go good and you feel good about yourself and and it's something that you're accomplishing, then then it's common to have a flying dream and when you feel like you're failing at something uh uh then it's common to have a falling dream where you right. you dream that you fell out of bed and you look around you wake up and you think you're on the floor but you're not you're still in bed but you you have falling dreams uh, so- i've had
1: those too where i i'm falling yeah. and i uh yeah i wake up right as i'm going to fall or I've had dreams that someone else is falling in the dream and those are those have always been prophetic where that person that I'm with that I really care about is falling in the dream and in the, the next day I will get a call from that person saying I just messed up I got arrested or I you know flunked out of this, or I didn't get that job because I did something wrong. I mean, it's always some big life thing that's, um, you know, that's not great. That's, that's something they have to go through, but it's yeah. not fantastic. And I've dreamt that they're
2: falling. How, how do people that don't believe that there's a God explain something like that? I mean, I, I know Jung was very devoutly religious. But he also talked about a collective <laughs> unconscious, but even if you have mm-hmm. a collective unconscious where you're in touch with what other people are thinking or quantum physics, you know, you still don't know you still wouldn't know what's gonna happen the next day. And so I think that's God. I really think that God uh loves you and wants, wanted to use you to help that person and prepared you for what was gonna happen so mm-hmm. that you could help that person. No, oh, I
1: had never looked at it that way. Okay.
2: That's what I that's what I think's happening.
1: Hmm. Well, it made me not really cool. feel surprised uh, when they called me yeah. and said, "What? Yeah. this is what's going on. So yeah. what what is it when people are getting chased or attacked by people or animals or they're attacking people or animals?
2: Yeah. When you're getting uh, uh, chased uh, or attacked by um, people or animals, uh, lots of times uh, it can mean a lot of different things, but lots of times it's, because you're, you're feeling like there are people that are hurting you or against you or, or you suffered abuse in your childhood and, and you're having trouble escaping from the abuse. And and uh, when you dream about animals, um, they usually represent people. And uh, sometimes they represent yourself. Um, you, you know, you could be getting chased by a tiger. That's really a part of yourself. That's uh a, uh, you know, trying you know, self-destructive tendencies or something. Mm. We have failure scripts. Part of us wants to fail, you know, because we feel guilty if we succeed. And uh, uh, so sometimes the dreams, um, uh, when you dream about animals, they're about yourself, um, or or if you dream about a, a little child in the dream, lots of times that child is your inner child, It's you when you were young, and as an adult in the dream you need to you know uh, the dream is to help you. Learn to nurture that child that has unresolved conflict. Love that child. Interesting. Like that child and own that child. So uh, when you're getting chased, uh, lots of times it's uh, because you felt attacked uh, when you were growing up. And if you're attacking people in a dream and chasing them, then there's a good chance that you, almost for sure, you've got a lot of unresolved anger and bitterness and you'd like to get vengeance on somebody. And sometimes you'll know who it is chasing and sometimes it'll be a disguised. is even even in the dreams your unconscious still disguises things because it's so scary to look at the truth right that you may you may not recognize the face or you may you may you know realize who it is
1: i i have had and this isn't animals but at different times i never dream about this anymore but at different times in my life i would dream about vampires and they weren't necessarily you know sucking my blood or anything like that. They were just in my dream and I was scared and there were a lot of them. And every single time that I had that kind of a dream, somebody I was working with or a friend uh, would betray me, imme- you know, right away. And uh, there was some kind of betrayal, like they they did not hold a confidence with me that they promised they would, or... Um,
2: but they were bloodsuckers.
1: They were exactly... They were bloodsuckers. Exactly. Yep. I had yeah, one totally where this woman tried to get me. She, well, she ended up succeeding in getting me fired uh, because she, uh, you know, told a lie to our boss. And it was the only time I've ever been fired yeah. from a job. But um, to save herself and to complete, and this yeah. was after I spent a weekend with her. Then I had this dream and I felt really safe. Oh, we're such good friends. She would never do that to me. Then I have a dream about vampires and I was like, she's getting ready to betray oh, me or oh. somebody is. And sure enough, boom.
2: See, you've got a, you've got a, a real, um, a real strong spiritual side. That's really neat. You know what I mean? We're, we're not everybody has those kinds of uh, dreams that come through the next day.
0: <laughs> my I don't have them very often. Used...
2: I, I, I might, I might have one a year, you know, or something like that. Oh, I have them a it lot. Sounds lot. like you have quite a be- You have quite a few, and that's. I do, and my do. my,
1: and my your, ex-husband would sit and he would take, person. he would take notes. And t- and have me tell the whole thing in detail. And he'd go, my gosh, that's like a full-on fourplex cinema movie The <laughs> detail. It was pretty funny. Well,
2: God just, must love you more than he loves me. Please. He gives, you more, he gives you more of those dreams. No, please.
0: I, no, he,
2: he, he speaks to different people in different ways. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's really exactly. cool. That's really cool.
1: So the whole okay, the next one is getting to school late. I've had ones where I missed the test. I'm running through high school and I'm like, I'm in. I wake up and I go, I'm in my thirties.
0: High school was a long yeah. time ago. What is that? About? Oh,
2: that's that's one of the most common dreams. I bet half the people listening to this podcast right now have had dreams either where they they get to school late, they're they're back in, you know, junior high or high school or elementary school, they get to school late or they can't open their locker. Uh, or they can't find the class, uh, or they can't pass a test. And uh, uh, from my experience with my patients, almost 100% of the time, it's uh, people who had, uh, and they might have had nice nice parents, but um, people who had a parent um, who, no matter what they did, it wasn't quite good enough.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Like I remember, I mean, my dad loved me, and, and I, I knew he loved me, but he was a strict uh, German immigrant. And uh, um, he, he, I remember one time I got all A's and a B and a B, and, and, a B plus, and he said, now, why did you get that B? Yeah,
1: my dad, you know, rather than saying, oh, that's
2: great. You got all A's and a B. You know, why did you get that B? Um, and so um, I've had some of these dreams uh, in the past that i pretty well resolved it now that, you know, I, I don't need to um, have his... Uh, perfect approval you know i mean he's right. not alive anymore but and and he like i said he he got nicer the older he got and <laughs> but um usually it's if you have a parent that no matter what you do it's not quite good enough a mom or a dad and usually dads are toughest on the oldest boy and moms are toughest on the oldest girl so those are the ones that are more likely to have those dreams then then uh part of you beats yourself up for not being perfect right. and uh and i tell i told some several patients just this past week I said now nah, do you uh, get, because they're here they are 45 or 50 or older and their parents aren't even alive and they're still uh, beating themselves up the way their mom and dad did when they were a kid I said and I said you're still trying to get your mother's approval and I said now nah, do you need my mom's approval and he said no and I said do I need your mom's approval no well then do you need your mom's approval and, I, and he said oh I guess not. <laughs> I said, okay, then, you know, <laughs> quit trying to get it. You know, don't beat yourself up for, uh, and, and I ask people, you know, always, uh, whenever you get mad at yourself, stop and say, what would I tell my best friend under these circumstances? Because that'll be the truth. Tell yourself the truth, not the lie that you learned growing up.
3: Mm. Well, that's what do, those dreams mean. Let's do two more. One that you pick, Paul,
1: and one that I pick, cause, um, so we because we have more yeah. on here, but I'm okay. I'm gonna I want to I'm gonna pick the one about dreaming in color because I'm telling you right now, Paul, my entire life, every single dream I have ever had is always in Technicolor, <laughs> and sometimes That's there are good. colors that aren't even colors that actually exist.
2: That, it, like I could it, not know, tell I've, you I've what read, color that was. I've read that most people dream in black and white. I don't that's what know. my ex-husband says. I have, he
1: dreams black I know, and white.
2: That's, that's what I've heard. But I think my clients, you know, I, I always dream in color and my clients seem yeah, to dream in color. But maybe that's, uh, you know, because of, you know, the color dreams are more intense. Mm. Uh, so when you have, when when your dreams are in, in color, they're more, you know, they're more intense. Mm. Uh, and that may, that's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, it's just you're more involved in it, you know. Right. You're a better more self writer. And more. You're a <laughs> movie writer Yeah, it's like a black and white movie versus a color movie.
1: <laughs> All right, what's one you would pick from our last few?
2: Okay, I'll pick out of, that, out of the list of uh, things. I'm gonna pick nudity.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Yes.
2: Because <laughs> I have clients I that, that have those and they are so embarrassed to tell me about it. And uh, for example, especially I've had uh, several pastors that, uh, either were going through the day program, you know, during depressions or, or, uh, were outpatients and stuff that, uh, would come and say, Dr. Meyer, I, you know, cause I always ask them their dreams and I said, Dr. Meyer I had a dream, but, you know, don't tell anybody this one cause I'm really embarrassed. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I've had several pastors with this dream. Really, I bet I've had a dozen that, that have dreamt that they were preaching a sermon in the nude. And I said, well, you don't need to be embarrassed. That's a good dream. That's actually a very godly dream. And I said, you're not really, you know, in the dream, you're not really wanting to stand up there with your clothes off and preach. (laughs) But it shows that because of your therapy and your growth and all that stuff, you're becoming more vulnerable. And you're more willing to let people know that you get depressed too or that you have conflicts too, that you're human. And so you're taking off the fake clothes, you know, the outer garb, and letting people see the real you. I said, that's a... A really cool dream if you dream that you're preaching in the nude because you're you're not really preaching in the nude, you're you're preaching and being more honest and so uh, nudity dreams uh, lots of times are not about se- sometimes they could be about sex and things, you know, but lots of times they're about uh, being more vulnerable and uh, having people see you uh, as you are mm-hmm. and That's then wonderful. and then another thing when you when you dream about because this is related to it. When you have dreams about uh, sex, uh, uh, or, or when you're having sex with somebody and in the dream, you don't know who it is. Mm. That, uh, may, the dream often doesn't have anything to do with sex. I'm not saying sometimes it doesn't, but uh, lots of the times it, it doesn't have anything to do with sex, and sometimes uh, it's just that uh, uh, lots of times you're both people. I believe not. You know, the, I'm sure people, some people, you know, think I'm crazy for saying that. But I think sometimes uh, you you are the male and the female, and sometimes when we're growing, uh, like men are taught to be tough and big boys don't cry and all that sort of thing. And in therapy, you learn to get more in touch with feelings and and go ahead and cry when you need to and share feelings and stuff like that. So in in our culture. Those would be considered feminine traits. That's why, you know, boys don't cry. That's for girls. Mm-hmm. And, right. Uh, both. And so the masculine part of you that might be real strong in certain areas is, is um, uh, merging with the feminine aspects of you, the things that you consider feminine, like sharing feelings and things like that. And so uh, the male and the female parts of you are having sex. They're uniting. And becoming one unified.
0: That makes
1: a lot of sense because I've had some really good dreams and I don't know who that person was. And if it's, if it's, it feels really healthy that it would be me um, having, you know, some healing that's maybe come through therapy and so on. It's playing out in my dream where a lot of things that I associated as negative uh, related to mask, you know, men or masculinity because of what. I went through as a kid um felt very healed from that particular dream i there was no shame there was no and then they were so that merging with that other piece of yourself that 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 actually sounds absolutely right yeah
2: hey can i tell just one more real quick one about a patient
1: yeah, I want to say uh, this really
2: minute, quick. You do,
1: you do. I want to say this one thing really quick. Those kind of dreams okay. too are the ones where you go, I, where if you wake up, you're like, can I just get back to that dream? It was really good. So anyway, don't <laughs> yeah. feel guilty about feeling that way. Yeah. But yes,
2: go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, don't, yeah, don't feel guilty about that. What uh, we had uh, one patient, a lady who uh, was in her 30s and and was really depressed and stuff. And she had a lot of symptoms of somebody that had been sexually abused, but she didn't remember ever being sexually abused. And she had a dream. Uh, I asked her about her, her dreams, you know, daily when I made rounds. And she had a dream that uh, that she saw a, a lake, and a, a frozen lake, and there was a giant ice cube. And, uh, and uh, she was about eight years old in the dream, and she was frozen in the ice cube.
0: Mm-hmm. So she was an
2: eight-year-old frozen in an ice cube laying on a frozen lake. And, uh, and, uh, so, you know, I, I discussed it with our therapist and we, and, and we asked her, you know, do you think maybe at age eight, you might've been sexually abused? Cause that's when you pretty much got frozen because you were happy until then. And you've been depressed since then. And she called her older sister and her older sister said, well, I've never told anybody this, but grandpa used to sexually abuse me. And I know he sexually abused you too. And, uh, um, and it was when you, when you were eight and, and, uh, and I was, uh, 11 or something like that. And, uh, and she said, you know, she remembered her little sister, uh, being abused on uh, some stairs and, uh, the, that same lady in our day program had had a dream, uh, where she was, uh, having something horrible happen to her on the stairs. And later on by bringing it up and having that dream, the memories came back because you can have false memory syndrome where you. Imagine that you were abused and that never happened, but uh, she remembered what he was wearing and the smells and everything. Once the memories came flooding back, so she had wow. those specific memories. But that's how a dream helped unlock what it took to to heal her. Wow!
1: See, that's how important dreams are. I'm so glad we yep. talked about this. You're right. We had talked about sleep, and and now we're putting a exclamation point on the further. Part of that discussion, which is what happens when we sleep, well, we dream, and yeah. those nothing to be afraid of. Even the nightmares um, don't have to be something to be afraid of. There's there's a nugget in there, uh, a gift in there, if you can look at it and try to remember at least some of it, if you can.
2: Yeah, and get up real quick and write them down. You uh, get one, you can get an ink pen that's got a flashlight on the end of it. You know, uh, oh, so you good... don't wake up late. Uh, or you can just sort of roll over and jot something down a few notes from it and go right back to sleep without even getting out of bed and then you can write out the dream the next day but uh, Absolutely. If you, don't, if, you know you don't imagine that you're going to remember it because you won't if you don't get it no. down, you won't remember
1: it. yeah and if you're afraid you're going to lose it immediately do what i do i just say it out loud or i say it in my head it helps if you say it out yeah. loud it's almost like it's your get out of the dream state enough to say it out loud say a little piece of it out loud um so that you get have time to go reach for that paper. <laughs> so, well thank you Paul for talking about this with me tonight.
2: You know what, uh, uh listeners in our in our listening family, um uh if you want to write down your dreams and you know and we're not going to have time to get to 10,000 dreams, you know, but write down your if you have an interesting dream, write it down and
0: Send Is
1: it there an
2: email address they can yeah, email? Yeah, anybody.
1: To? You can send it. Send it to me. That way, uh, it doesn't go through my team. Because if you are a little nervous about it, um, send it to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N at mentalhealthnewsradio.com, and that'll come directly to just me. No one else on my team will see it. And um, and then we can, you know, we if if you're comfortable, we'll,
2: we'll share some. We'll share yeah, some. We'll, we won't use your name no. we will not use anybody's name but uh if you're comfortable you know if, if you email don't even email it if you don't want us to share it uh but if right, you exactly. send it you know because we're not going to read them all and email you back and tell you what all of them mean so don't assume that but uh because we'll probably get hundreds of them you know but, but yeah we'll, uh, i usually
1: we'll, merge them know. together and because because so, you yeah. would be surprised listeners you'd really be surprised we've asked for this before and we got hundreds of emails and it was it was a lot to go through and organize them, but we did because we found it interesting. And I mean, the commonalities between dreams, we we were able to literally merge it down to 10 or 15 specific questions because there were so many similarities. It was that's so why, interesting.
2: That's why if you keep, if you keep uh, asking people their dreams, you know, I've been doing that for 42 years. And, and, and it, it, that's what happens is you see, the same types of dreams and the same types of conflicts and situations. And, and so after a while, they make a lot of sense.
0: Yep.
1: Well, thank you, Paul, for coming on and doing this show with us.
2: It was fun. It's one of my favorite <laughs> topics.
1: <laughs> and thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another roundtable with Dr. Paul Meyer on Mental
0: Health News Radio. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. Girl. After all, we promised we'd be cordial. Sometimes in you, oh, I can find it. it. Good boy.